Ask Pat. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1011 of Ask Pat 2.0. I'm here to help you, and I'm helping people on this call one at a time. People can apply. You can apply right now at askpat.com to get coaching, just like today when I coach Rodney Holder, a music business coach. Actually, he used to play the drums all around the world, got records created, all like played with all of his idols, and now is building the lifestyle he wants through teaching music. And today we're going to be talking about all kinds of things from membership sites to price points uh, and, and building super fans and all those kinds of things. All right, now let's get to the conversation today with Rodney Holder and let's help him out. Hey, what's up, Rodney? Thank you uh, for coming on to Ask Pat 2.0. Welcome to the show. Pat, it's an absolute absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. I'm uh, very excited. You know, this is this is going to be great. And you know, everybody, Rodney told me that he had a huge list of questions ready for me, and we're definitely going to dive right in. But before that, Rodney, can you just tell everybody um, kind of what is it that you do right now? Yeah, so I'm a, uh, a music business coach. I'm a music business lecturer at college. I played in a heavy metal band for 20 years and was lucky enough to tour the world and release records and play with all my idols. And uh, now I've got uh, two little kids and a wife, and I've decided that touring's not for me. So, uh, yeah, I'm staying at home. I'm focusing on my teaching, and I'm looking at trying to uh, serve lots of people and build a, uh, a great business that can give me, um, I guess, the income and the lifestyle that I desire. I love that. And, and what instrument did you play? I played the drums, Pat. Love it. We should jam some time. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, um, so when you say your ideal lifestyle, can you talk about that? Like what are you, what are you aiming to achieve? Well, I'm aiming to uh, to leave my job, even though I really love my job. Um, I just feel like I would like to be more sort of like independent of of having to work for for an organization. And uh, I'd also like to increase uh, my income. So I'm kind of capped where I'm at. And I also honestly think I can I can I can serve and help more people with some of the things that I want to do. So, uh, and I've also had a, an opportunity to work with a, a musician who I'll talk about a little bit about in this conversation. But that's sort of been a big bit of a breakthrough for me. So, uh, been doing some good things with him. And yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited just to try and you know adopt a lot of the things that you talk about, Pat. You know, I've been listening to you for a while, and I find you very inspiring, very authentic, Thank and uh, without being too. Uh, you know, trying to kiss your butt or whatever. I just, I just find that you know, I'd like to do some more stuff like what you're trying to do. Yeah, no, do. awesome. Well, your your um, goals align with with why I do what I do as well. You know, especially related to serving and helping more people. And and you mentioned your 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 little ones earlier too. That that's right along the same lines as me. So let's 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 dive right in. Like what what's on your mind? So um, about two years ago, I started a podcast where I um, interviewed, started interviewing um, experts in the music industry, people who have been successful, and uh, that was really good. I did about 100 episodes, and I think I had about, last time I looked, about 300,000 downloads. So Beautiful. it was, you know, reasonably well accepted. Um, from there, I, I didn't really know how to monetize, so I was getting all this great feedback, but I wasn't sort of making any money. And then a friend of mine is a bit of a online business coach himself, and he, he said you should be doing some webinars. So I started running a few webinars, and off the back of those webinars, pitching some courses, and um, started making my first money online, which was very very exciting. So I did a few sort of artist management type things, mm. um, made some decent, you know, little, little bits of money here and there, which was very exciting at the time. Um, off the back of one of those managers that I, I did a course with, um, he manages a very successful heavy heavy metal musician, 
And um, I kind of said to him, do you think this musician would be interested in doing uh, some kind of thing like this, like a, you know, a live webinar where he pitches a really great lecture that we worked on for a couple of weeks on creativity and the creative process. And then off the back of that pitching what we called a, a creative academy where he teaches people about his songwriting techniques, his singing, his um, production techniques and recording in the studio, playing guitar, all this kind of thing. And that was really good too. We we did uh, six figures on um, off the back of that for a product that didn't exist yet. Beautiful. And um, that's uh, kind of been the best thing that I've done so far with him um, as a joint venture. And um, I guess what I wanted to ask you, Pat, was just you know some questions based a- along the lines of what I've been doing, just to kind of get some some of your insights to if you think I'm doing it right and what I could be doing better. And plus, I've got a lot of ideas in the future where I'd like to take that business and and try and you know um, extend it if I can. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Let's. Let, how can I help you? Yeah. So um, the first thing is that I noticed uh, I, I started using uh, Teachable as a as a um, as a platform mm-hmm. uh, based on your recommendation, and I absolutely love it. Um, and I guess I know the answer to this, but you don't you don't keep your courses open all of the time. You close them and you open them open them sporadically. I, I guess the first thing I wanted to do is to ask you. You do that, I assume, to create some kind of sense of urgency. Would that be right? That is true. However, um, you are speaking to me at a time when we are actually converting things over to a more evergreen uh, funnel sort of process, uh, which is really interesting. And, and, and that's the one thing that you kind of lose when you go evergreen, when it's open all the time. You lose the, 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 the what's called FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Well, well I want to get access to it now because it's going away. That's, that's no longer the thing. And there's a, there's a few ways to still inject scarcity into evergreen promotions, uh, one of them being, you know, a uh, a price cut, which I wouldn't recommend. I don't. I don't typically uh, recommend doing price cuts because then you're just essentially saying, you know, we usually charge more than it's actually worth, and and so I don't want to train my audience, and and I don't think anybody should train their audience to be sort of like have that JC Penny model where people are just waiting for the discounts. Um, mm-hmm. And so the way to do it would be to still inject scarcity via the removal of certain bonuses. After right. a person take that, takes action. So whether it's a, a webinar or a funnel after downloading something or a mini class, for example, like a very light version of the, the thing that you're offering, we're, we're doing that with uh, the, the podcasting course I have. We just created a funnel where a person can get access to a three-day mini course. And then after – and even a little bit throughout in a very light way, it mentions the premium course such that when a person hopefully takes action on the mini course, they're going to be invested in, in, and be like, wow, okay, well, I would – be dumb not to, to get into this offer because it's everything else I need, um, mm-hmm. you know, for the people who, who would want that additional help and handholding. So that's how you can still, um, you know, uh, bring people in in a way that's automated but still have that scarcity because when they are offered that premium course at the end of the mini course, we throw in some bonuses that do end up going away after 72 hours. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that sounds good. So would you advise me, we're just finishing the last couple of lectures with uh, the uh, the initial group of people that we've, we've taken in. Um, is your advice to me to, obviously, I'm going to have a big reopening, but do I leave it open or should I do it every quarter or, um, you know, considering that you're changing, which I find very interesting, what would you advise me, Pat? Are you uncomfortable with the way it's going now? Um, well, I feel like we haven't even really launched it yet. Like I said, we, we, we pitched it and we got our initial um, beta group. Um, that have that have been loving it and giving us a lot of feedback and help, and I think we've got a really great product. 
Uh, I'm just not sure whether or not um, we do a big launch and we just leave it open because this guy's touring all the time and he could have flyers at his gigs and on his tours and it could always be available. Or do I open it for three weeks and then you know shut it down and open it again in six months type of thing? You know, that's really an answer that that you and, and your business partners are going to have to come up with because there are pros and cons to to doing it either way. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I would do is if you do close it, to still have the ability to go to that website and to enter a person's email uh, to join the wait list. That yep. can make it – are you guys doing that already? Uh, to be honest, no. I'm not. <laughs> yes, you would want to do that because people who, who want it, um, they're going to be like, oh, darn, I can't get it right now. But I want to be notified immediately when it comes back. And that way you get when you reopen it just this super hot targeted group of people who you know are essentially low-hanging fruit at that point because mm-hmm. you know they're on the wait list. However, the other side of that, Rodney, is, well, people are there on the page and they want to buy. You're stopping them from buying. Why would you do that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's, there's pros and cons. And sometimes you, your answer to that is, well, you're just – holding them there a little bit to create this ability for you to create even more scarcity uh, when you reopen it. Now, a lot of people go evergreen coming from the, the reopens and closing because the, the that's a rhythm for some people that's just way too overwhelming. They go, they, they just get exhausted. It's too much. They, they would much rather put effort spread across a lot of time, you know, all the time, but just very little effort just to kind of tweak and optimize versus you know, you're off for a long time, but then when you're on, you're like, you know, you're on and it's, it's, it can be exhausting. So I, I would, you know, I, I don't want to tell you what's better because it's different for different products and different people, mm-hmm. but I would consider those options and those pros and cons to, to, to make that decision. Now, um, that's, that's not to say I, I, I would still recommend whether you plan on going evergreen later, I would still have a couple open and close ones just so you can a, um, you know, get your systems down, B, create even more uh, kind of more uh, excitement for these upcoming launches since you just opened it. Um, and then utilizing those uh, those groups of people who go in to collect testimonials to make the next launch even bigger. And then I think at some point it, reach, it reaches a tipping point where either A, you're just like, okay, I'm tired of doing it that way um, and, and it's exhausting, which is kind of where, where I'm coming from. Let's see if we can make this evergreen. Then you, you either make that decision or, or B, you know, maybe maybe you've just exhausted that list so much. That's the other part of this. If every six weeks you're coming out with these incredibly, not incredibly, but, you know, somewhat aggressive emails to promote something, um, you know, people often get tired of seeing that as opposed to when it's just part of a natural solution to, you know, the organic content or, or some sort of, uh, you know, waitlist process beforehand. Got it and love it. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, one one other thing that I'm intending on doing is that when this musician was in Australia, he did he did he actually did the free lecture live in an audience. I, I organised a live event and he came and spoke to a couple of hundred people, which That's I cool. filmed. Um, I was thinking about taking that um, that free lecture and putting it into um, into Teachable and offering it as a free course and um, promoting it to his audience to get people in and uh, on my mailing list and then off the back of that to. Uh, hopefully upsell a few of those people to the um, to the the premium course. So uh, I've just been sort of working with ConvertKit and getting all that sussed and, and Zapier, which has been a bit of a it's hurting my brain. But Zapier I think I've got it sussed. An interesting tool, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, I think I'm doing the right thing there, and I'm excited about that. 
Um, Pat, I also wanted to ask you about uh, affiliates. What is your view on um, offering affiliates to sell your program for you and what kind of percentages should I be um, offering them, do you think? Well, the different industries command different percentages. In the, in, in the space that I'm in, typically when you're working with a premium partner who you know is going to help push this for you, typically it's like a 50% commission, which in some industries is like way too much. Um, yeah. So, you know, you're going to have to perhaps talk to your business partners, obviously, and then also kind of consider a number that might make sense because it, it depends on the price of your product as well. You know, 20% on a $1,000 product is a, a good chunk of money versus, you know, 50% of a $10 product, right? Sure, sure. So, so considering the ultimate, okay, well, what's the end price or what, what the end commission is going to be, um, you know, and is that attractive enough to have a person, you know, want to promote this and continue to promote, promote it's going to be really important you can also have, and you don't have to do this, you can have the same commission through everybody, um, but you can have preferred partners who perhaps get a little bit of an increase in percentage, so perhaps lowering it for everybody else so such that you can increase it for those partners who you think that if by giving them a little bit more, it's going to push them to you know send it out to their email list or, or work a little bit harder to get to get behind it. So those are some strategies related to, to pricing. Um, when it comes to selecting people, there's two ways to go about it. You can ha- you can open up the affiliate program to anybody. So this is this is pretty common. Hey, if you become a student, guess what? You can actually promote this course and it, and you can you can sell it to your friends and family on behalf of us. And guess what? If you sell it to four people, it's paid for the course for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but there are some, at least in the U.S., um, some things you may need to worry about because when you are building this team of affiliates, you need to make sure that they are promoting it in a way that's legit and following you know ftc regulations and if they were to just there's a lot of things a person could do with an affiliate link to do it in a way such that it's not legal um you could potentially get hurt because of that because it's your it's almost like your responsibility as the company to teach them how to make sure they do it right so that's Mm. that's that's one thing so you know most people in in my space who are who are at a higher level and it sounds like you know this this product is not an inexpensive product so you know perhaps selecting a few sort of uh, special partners who, yep. who you know, it's just going to be easier to talk to that many people. And plus, you'll have uh, better sort of uh, the, the ability to communicate with them better and, and, and provide them with more information so that they can sell it easier. And by that, I mean, swipe copy so that they can just go, oh, well, I can just copy paste that or put it into my own voice, make it very easy, tweets, email copy, whatever. Um, it's just a lot easier to work with fewer people. And um, well, with Teachable, luckily, it doesn't matter how many affiliates you have. Teachable is going to process that affiliate payment for you, which is really nice. Most affiliate uh, companies and things with affiliate programs in them do not do that. You normally have to uh, manually – you get the report back, but then you know once a month you got to send those commission checks out, and that can be a, a burden on, on several people. But Teachable does it for you, which is good. So um, mm-hmm. the number isn't isn't going to be an issue. It's, it's, it's just more the – you know. Do you want to work with a lot people, uh, a, a lot of people, and and you know spread yourself thin, which isn't a bad thing. You know you potentially get access to more people that way, or you want to work with fewer partners, give them a higher percentage, yes, but likely get a lot more uh, bang for your buck there. Yep, thanks so much for that. Yeah, and Pat, with with Teachable, I'm using PayPal, and that's working fine. However, I'm finding that with when the sales come through, Teachable's taking, uh, you know, a, a fair. A, bit of money, I guess, from off the top, a bit of cream off the top. Mm-hmm. Is that the best way to do it? I'm, I know that you don't use PayPal. Do you using something else? Is it Stripe? Or? Uh, we use Stripe, yep. And Stripe will ta- also take a fee. I mean, anytime there's sort of transactions like that, there, there's going to be some sort of fee for the processing sure. of it. Um, I'm not exactly sure which Teachable plan you're on, but I think depending on what plan you're on, 
um, it'll it'll affect you know whether percentages go through to Teachable or just the the credit card vendors alone. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I use I, I give the option of both credit card and PayPal um, mm-hmm. because uh, that way you just kind of you know no matter what a person prefers, I, I have a way to to collect that that money from them. Um, are you doing anything? Because it sounds like you know you have these amazing customers already. Um, are there any thoughts of like secondary? And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I just I love what level you're at now. I'm just I'm just asking for for my own knowledge, and perhaps we can get back on a call later on just to see how things go after you implement some of this stuff. I'd, I'd love to do that. But um, any plans for additional products beyond this product for the same customers? Like you know, let's continue this funnel after they're a customer here. Where where else might they be able to go? Yeah, absolutely, and I've got all this, this stuff to talk to you about today. So, okay. do you want me to jump ahead to that, or can I keep going where I am, or what would you prefer me to I do? I mean, you got this. Let, let, let let's go down this list and, and let's help you out. So let's let's move on. <laughs> okay, um, I've also had some feedback from some uh, people who aren't yet customers that they say the the price of this course is four ninety seven, and they've sort of said, "Well, look, um, I, I only want to get access his songwriting part of it. I don't really want to care about the production side or the guitar writing side. Should I sell individual lectures at a smaller price and break it up? Do you think we'll keep it all as one one thing?" Oh, that's interesting. That's something you could potentially test out. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps maybe just make it available for people who who do have that request. But you know, it might be interesting to do it in such a way. And and I'm trying to think technically with Teachable if you can segment out certain lessons and keep them in the same course where everything else is sort of grayed out. You know, if you only buy that portion of it, I'm not sure if that's possible. You might have to essentially duplicate the course and call it something else and have just the songwriting part in it. But either way. I would definitely not divide the price equally for that content. I would make it a little bit more expensive to get yeah. access to that content for obvious reasons because they'd be more compelled to. And it would it would price anchor the benefit of going going full on there. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, another thing you might be able to do is perhaps respond to those people. If it is a, a somewhat common question uh, and they do want that, Maybe they don't know they need the other things, and that's that's the issue. So maybe there's some education related to okay, well here's you know the here's what's available in the song part, but here's why you really need these other things. I don't know what's in the what's in the course, but perhaps there's some education that can be provided at that moment to to help push a per- person toward really understanding. Okay, well yeah, you're right. I guess I need to to get the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That sounds great. That's awesome. Well, let's move on to a, uh, another course. Now, this isn't for the people that have already paid. This is for some of his other fans. And what I was thinking was that this one was my idea. I pitched to him, and he's thinking about whether he wants to go ahead with it. And this is more a low entry price um, product, uh, and where I'm really trying to perhaps go for high volume of sales. So sure. I found out that this particular musician doesn't have a, a fan club, which blew me away because he's you know he's quite popular. Um, and so I came up with the idea of maybe an official online fan membership site where you pay either $99 a year or $10 a month recurring. Uh, no contracts, you can leave at any time. And then, um, you know, I thought, well, if, if this guy's got, you know, half a million fans, if I could get 5% of people to opt in and, and to pay – 10 bucks a month right. that would be that would be potentially you know very lucrative and then what they would receive is a whole heap of stuff that's you know unique to this uh, fan club if you like all sort of digital um, weekly emails from the guy monthly newsletters unreleased songs yeah. uh, webinars competitions behind the scenes all that kind of thing so um, what did you think about that and hosting it on teachable hosting it on teachable I'm not sure if a membership site is the answer with Teachable. I mean, I feel like a membership site is a great idea. Absolutely. Huh. 
I'm not sure if Teachable is the answer because that's more of a content instructor-based um, learning environment versus a membership. And to me, a membership means, you know, yes, you're getting access to maybe some content here and there, but it's also more so the community that I want to get access to. And, you know, people come for the content and they stay for the community. If it's something where they're paying a recurring payment for, the community really can be the thing that um, really ignites people and make, and keeps them going. So where, where my head immediately went was, you know, I, I like that lower price point, you know, just to kind of get them in the environment. That also gives you the ability to understand that, A, these people will pay for stuff, and B, maybe they maybe that's the first yes in that yes letter all the way up to that $497 product. Or perhaps there's some special deals specifically for, for um, the members there. Um, but, you know, $9 a month or $99 a year, right? So you get a little bit of a, um, you know, you get, you know, two free months or I don't know how that calculates. But, you know, you get yep, a, a little yep. bit of a savings when you go annually. Um, and then you get this, this, and this. I would have three tiers. The, the, the three-tier thing typically works very well. I think the nine dollar one is 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 uh, the nine dollar slash ninety nine a year is the middle tier. I think uh-huh. the lower tier can be either you know free, but you only get access to the community element of it. Mm-hmm. All the other goodies and the behind the scenes stuff that probably people in that community, whether they're paid or, or when they're paid, they're going to talk about. Oh my gosh, yep. you just released that thing in the in the private members area. Man, if you're if you're not a member of this, like yes, you're here in the community, but if you if you're not paying nine dollars a month for this, like, and you, then you're not a true fan, right? Like the people who are in there are going to bring everybody else along with them uh, through that conversation. So that's why I think going free with the community uh, element is, is interesting because now you get people in there and they're talking to people who are paying, and you know you give special privileges to those people. They're going to want to join on, and that that just makes the community element even better because there's more people. More people that have conversations to talk to respond that just makes it very lively. Um, and so then there's the higher tier, the VIP price, because there will be some super fans who would yep. be willing to spend ninety nine dollars a month to get that private call with them every single month that he can just do off his phone or something every you know when he's on tour or or you know I don't know you can break it down however you want, but sure you know. There's going to be people who would be willing to pay much more, and then you know when you have events or something, those are the people who get seating up front, or those are the people who get access to the dinner with him. Um, you know, the regular community members they get access to the, all the content in the community, but then there's the community members who just are there in in the forums, and that's it. Um, so now there's this there's this ladder that I can climb, and depending on like how much of a fan you are, there's a place for you. Yeah, yeah. How does that feel okay. to you? Yeah, no, that sounds great. I'm just wondering because I was thinking about doing a closed uh, Facebook membership site for the fans who join up, um, hosting the content he creates on Teachable and then doing webinars on uh, GoToWebinar. So, I mean, to make it simple with the stuff that you already have, that's definitely possible. I know a few people who literally do it that exact same way, a Facebook uh-huh. group for both paying and free members uh-huh. and the Teachable element for paying members and yep. then perhaps the webinar for the super paying members. Yep. I love it. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. And then off what you said to me before, the people that I've already got in at the 497, and I've already pitched this and I've already had many students say they want to do it, but it's um, 5000 US dollars, uh, 20 people max, and they get to spend five days in the studio with this artist. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
And yeah, I've already tentatively had people say they want to do it. So I feel like I'm, I am going to be able to sell this. Um, it's just, uh, getting nailing. Yeah. Pre-selling it. It's just nailing him down because this guy's so freaking busy. (laughs) So that's coming, I hope. But yeah, can you see or advise me on any other way other than just, you know, accepting the money and then booking the studio, getting all my insurances in place. And, uh, we were going to offer them accommodation and lunch. They have to get themselves there. And, uh, yeah, it seems like it's it's a no-brainer, but that's the uh, that's the upsell from the uh, the four nine seven package. I mean, so the, I I think there's going to be some people who would pay that be, just because it's him, right? Yep. Yep. Other people maybe exactly. on the fence. What are they getting beyond just time with him? Like, what's the transformation, or is there one? The, I guess it's more because this guy has that such uh, rock star appeal that people just want to be in his presence. And to be able to not be at the front of a live show and watching him perform, but actually to meet him, to have dinner with the guy, yeah, to sit in the studio with him for hours and watch him write material and ask him any questions, it's it's helping them uh, on their own perhaps creative journey as well as hanging out with this you know superstar oh, guy. Dude, I love that because I'm all about building super fans and, and you know allowing for those opportunities for super fans to have that sort of high touch. Um, one thing that comes to mind is security. We need to make yep. sure like you know this person's secure because now you're giving – direct line to him and that's not that you know there's just some wacky people out there so you want to make sure that that's covered and you know i don't know if there's background i don't know i don't like just something to think about right but (laughs) business wise absolutely you could probably even go "Mm." i think part of the appeal to for me as somebody who if i were to meet somebody in that situation i like that there's a smaller group there obviously because then just more intimate and i get to talk directly to them you know adding additional things like pictures and a signed poster or signature or you know you know i I don't know you can probably take the existing customers that you have in the 497 product and literally ask them if you were to if you were able to spend three five days with such and such person what in your dream what, what in your mind would be just your dream trip what would be included in that and you can just have them tell you you know, what to include instead of you kind of trying to guess. And that way you can tailor the experience to exactly who it's for. Yeah, great. And Pat, I was also thinking about filming that entire process and then and then charging that as an online course as well for people who can't afford it or who can't be there. So I don't know if that – I hope that doesn't sound greedy. No, I mean, I, I, I mean here's what I would do if I was in that situation. And this is just me and, you know, I, I come from a – not that doing that is not serving, but I, I like to – craft things in a way such that a person who's paying me gets more than what they expect, right? Yep. So I would say, you know, here's this event that's happening for a week, $5,000 to join, 20 people, you film it, you make it amazing, that wants it, that everybody else just gets super jealous, right? Like, oh, I wish I had, it. like, and then people who, who are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do that next time, I got to see everything that happened. Um, I would share definitely clips of it, just yep. to the to the community, right? To kind of almost sell it, even though you're not selling it, just it brings people along with the to the ride as if they were there for a little bit. Um, it makes them want more. Um, I I would, if we do the three tier pricing structure, I would give that away to the super pan, super fans who are paying ninety nine a month. Yep. Right. But yep. I would also charge ninety nine dollars for it to everybody. That way, okay. it's like, or, or or maybe more money. I don't I I don't know. I'm just naming prices here. Um, 
I'd have to think about that a little bit more. Perhaps, perhaps maybe one ninety seven or even two ninety nine for for. I mean, because you're getting access to all those videos, um, that would I think be doing the people who were there maybe a little bit of a disservice if you just charged like you know nine dollars for it. But um, by giving it to your super fans, it's it's another reward for them. It'll keep them paying to to have little surprises like that. Like I wouldn't even tell them until it's there and just say, hey, by the way, you can get access to the videos that from this week. Um, it's, it's 299 to get it, but Hey, if you're, if you're paying super fan level, like, guess what? You get it for free. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Like, uh, I'm so glad I'm part of this. People will then (laughs) become super fans or want to pay the higher price because you know, you're making it public that you're doing this for your super fans, man, you, you've created something amazing here. This, this really cool environment. Mm, Awesome, Pat. Well, I really appreciate it. I know that we've uh, gone over our time. I haven't even really paid attention to the time because I'm just super excited about this. Well, I've got another like two hours. I could easily talk to you all day, Pat. You know me, so um, it's up to <laughs> you, you if you want to keep going, or you have other people. You know, I want to uh, make it fair for everybody who comes here on Ask Pat 2.0. So I think um, if you've gotten enough for for now, I mean, we can we can plan to do another session later. And actually, um, I would say that um, if you do the membership website and um, you launch it, then you get an invite back on, and we can talk more. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Pat. I, I feel like you know, with your inspiration and listening to you and all your stuff that you do, I've I've kind of already got the the blueprint, and now I just have to implement. And then to talk to you and and to have that feedback that you actually think this is a a good idea with potential, uh, it just it's just a great feeling. So thanks so much for your time and uh, your wisdom, and I really appreciate you, Pat. Yeah, thank you, Rodney. I appreciate you. Good luck with everything. All the best, sir. All right. I hope you enjoy that coaching call with Rodney. Rodney, as you could tell, was very prepared for the call and. Uh, I loved the direction it went, especially when it got to sort of the higher level offerings for some of those super fans. I'm so excited to invite him back once he implements some of the things that we talked about. And if not some, then hopefully all. And guess what? This could be you too. I would love to potentially coach you. If you apply, I look at all those applications, we read them and we select one person every single week and applications are coming in all the time. So make sure you do your best to stand out when you apply. All you have to do is go to askpat.com and right there in the middle of the page, there's a big application button. You just answer a few questions and hit send. If you hear back from me related to that, well then, boom, we're gonna get on a call. I'm gonna coach you for about a half hour and I'm gonna gonna dig deep. And I've been digging deep with all the people here since episode 1001 and I look forward to potentially serving you on a one-on-one call and having it be uh, something that can help others who listen in as well, just like we did today with Rodney. So, hey, Rodney, I know you're listening to this. Thank you so much. And for everybody else who's listening as well, hopefully you got some good tidbits from that that you can use moving forward. And then secondly, and this is really important, after you subscribe to the show, please make sure if you like this, leave a review. You know, at, you know, Ask Pat's been a little sparse on reviews, and I, it's probably because I don't ask very often like I used to do with Smart Passive Income. I mean, Smart Passive Income has like 2,500 reviews. Ask Pat just has like 300. And so please, and I'm, that's just U.S. only, but I do track and see them from all different countries. So please, if you have a second, head on over to iTunes. Just takes a moment. This is the quick favor you can do for me. Uh, leave an honest review for Ask Pat. It'll be really helpful for myself. And also for the other people who are coming on, they're seeing the show, and they're like, ah, I don't know if I should listen to this or not. If you like it, help other people be stay convinced. And, and if you're just kind of eh, on it, like, be honest about that too. So, hey, guys, I appreciate you so much. I look forward to serving you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Till then, keep crushing it. And uh, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. We're, we're going pretty heavy on YouTube right now too. So uh, YouTube.com, or excuse me, smartpassiveincome.com slash YouTube would be the place to go. Cheers, guys. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.